perspective, knowledge, and some fun along the way. This is The Truth on WTMJ. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at The Avenue, here's Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Who, who chose this song? Everybody loves the sunshine. Like, we're going to have to change it because when it's like in the middle of December and it's snowing, I don't know. I, well, no, let's keep it. We'll do the show from the Cayman Islands. <laughs> and they'll be like, uh, you, you don't love the... And they'll see the nice, you know, live on YouTube um, Myself, Denise Thomas, and everybody in the known world down in the Cayman Islands living it up while everybody struggles to deal with the winter and the, you know, snow and all that stuff. Speaking of, Patrick Kane. Hey. A little birdie told me something. A little birdie. Actually, it was a, it was a pink, um, pink flamingo. Like they left. Oh, they did. Huh? The east side, and they're out in Pewaukee now. Yeah, I see. Okay. And I hear you're going to be getting out of here, too. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I'm, like. so I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Who am I going to kick around now? Yes, I said. Who are you going to kick around? I right here. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, stop. Well, it's going to be sad. Yeah. I, I enjoyed having you. You, mm-hmm. um, you. you brought conversation and lively perspective and, you know, a mm-hmm. little... Millennial Gen Z stuff too. Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit. No, I, I enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, yeah, it got me for another ten minutes or something like that. Oh, stop! We have you more than that. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, fine. Get out of here. You'll be here tonight. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We'll have more news from the WTMJ Breaking News Center around seven thirty ish, and then eight o'clock ish, and then he'll be still working. So, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Oh, National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. So I've been thinking, and I have a question, and I want to ask. Everyone should be, well, yeah, you should be in a good mood because the Brewers won. Thank God. Hey. Now, I'm from Chicago, born and raised, love it. I'm a homer until they beat the Cubs, and then I hate the Cubs. So, yep, I'm happy. So I love Milwaukee. It's my adopted home. I've been here 30 years this past May. This past May was literally 30 years of being in Milwaukee. 30 years of, of um, having Milwaukee be home. Raising two daughters. Um, building a lifetime and a lifestyle here. And I enjoyed it very much. Still do. Right? However, I saw something a while ago, which I thought was odd, and then I got the side eye from people like, hey, 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 don't say that. That's terrible. And then I kind of dropped it. But then I saw something else in the news the other day, and it kind of drove me for a loop. Why is the city giving Northwestern Mutual a $30 million grant to help with construction? Now, I get it. I love Northwestern Mutual. They are an absolute phenomenal company to work for. Um, I know citizens, citizens. I know people that work there. 
I, I have friends that work there. I know people in in the C-suite there, all that, right? I know. So in March, there was a story, JS Online, Milwaukee adopts plan to move 2,000 workers downtown with $30 million grant to Northwestern Mutual. Milwaukee officials voted to approve a $30 million tax increment financing district to renovate Northwestern Mutual's north office building in the city's downtown. And so I thought, eh, that's a little much, but it's only $30 million. But when we're in a time where we're complaining about the budget and complaining we don't have money, why would we give a grant? Now, granted, it's stretched out over either 13 or 23 years or something like that, right? I don't really care. Here's why. On September 28th, JS Online wrote, Northwestern Mutual will pay its policyholders $7.3 billion in dividends in 2024, the sixth consecutive record-setting payout for the Milwaukee Insurance and Financial Services firm. That's a 7% increase despite the past year's economic headwinds, coupled with a $35 billion in annual revenue and $37 billion surplus. I'm sorry, $35 billion. And annual revenue, $37 billion in surplus. Northwestern Mutual's finances underscore the company's stability. Focus for the long term, said Jason Klawan, Northwestern Mutual's vice president and chief actuary. This is our way of giving it back to the policyholders and allowing them to share in that success. So my question is, does the city get to share in that success? Why are we giving you $30 million to come back to the city when you've got a $37 billion surplus? 41 hundredths of a percent. Right? The $7.3 billion just in dividends. Not, not, the 30, not the $37 billion surplus. Just the $7.3 billion. Right? In dividends. Given back. The $30 million that the city is giving them is 0.41 hundredths of a percent. That's just the dividend. If I divide it into the surplus, why in God's name are we giving them $30 million? Makes absolutely no sense. So they don't have to pay for the sidewalk around the building? Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Is this is this something the city should have done? Is this something that the city should have done to a company? Granted, it's a staple in the Milwaukee area, but they aren't struggling. They aren't hurting. Thirty five billion in revenue, thirty seven billion dollars in surplus. You have more in savings in surplus than you do that you generated in revenue. And I know that doesn't include fees and taxes and all that stuff you pay and salaries and benefits. I get it. But then I don't get it. What are your thoughts? Do you agree with me? Should the city have given them $30 million or no? Or is there an alternative that I'm missing? You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ.
You're listening to the truth on TMJ 855-616-1620. I don't I don't know. I love Northwestern Mutual. I think they've done a great job. They are they're supporters of this radio station and other places in town, but I don't understand if someone could explain to me why we're paying thirty million dollars to and, and, and I and I get the politics of it. You know, we're gonna help out and throw a little something in the pot and bring you back and all that, but We talk about we don't have money and we had to get a 2% tax in the city of Milwaukee, but yet we threw away $30 million to a company that has a $37 billion surplus and is giving $7.3 billion to its stakeholders. Not us, not the city, which I understand because other people invested in it and I understand that's the cost of doing business and that's the... That's the benefit of doing business. But at some point, am I, am I missing the fact that we, we got to pay for that? And even if it's over 23 years, you know, that's a little over one point something a year. I don't know. I don't know. Is that something we should be paying? I know you're doing the city a favor. But why should we pay a multi-billion dollar Fortune 500 company to come into a city? I don't know. Maybe I'm just digging a hole and now Northwestern Mutual won't like me. Because I, I, I respect the company wholeheartedly. But I'm, I'm having an issue. And my issue, watch this. My issue is not with Northwestern Mutual. My issue is with the city of Milwaukee saying, like, why did they say yes? When the majority of the people do, where the majority of people, where do the majority of their employees actually live? Do they live in the city? I doubt it. And all that stuff you got to tear up around there, you should be paying for it because it's yours. If you want a building in and you're going to tear up our street, why should we pay for it? That's just weird. Technically, you're going to pay for it, then we're going to reimburse you for whatever work. I, I just, yeah, that doesn't sit right with me because it just kind of happened and there was no open discussion about it. And I know we have elected officials that do something about it, but can we, can we at least take a step back and stop letting these companies downtown dictate how Milwaukee goes? Because I'm really tired of nothing ever happening in the neighborhoods, nothing ever happening. And I know there are people screaming, oh, they have shootings and they have this. There are uh, a plethora of phenomenal things that happen in the communities in Milwaukee, north, south, and west, that never make it to the light of day because the media here won't show it. They show it on a Sunday evening. They show it on days when no one's watching the news. And it's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. So so that one kind of stuck in my crawl. Other things. Um, uh-oh. What happened? Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know that was on the air, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. 
Because usually it's in one ear when you talk, and I heard two, and I looked down, and I saw both going. So did anybody hear what he said? Because I was too busy going, oh, he's on the air. (laughs) Yes, it's one of those days the Packers lost, but the Brewers won, and that's all that really matters today. When we come back, I have a question about the lottery, about the Powerball, and I'm going to ask Evan the question. Where's is um, the news guy coming back eventually at 7.30? Maybe I should wait and ask both of you. Ask him before he starts the news. Maybe I'll do that. I'll take a break. And when we come back, I got a question about the Powerball, and, and I, I want to know something. And if it works out right, it might be a great thing. Welcome back Welcome to The back. Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ, 855-616-1620. Where's the news guy? They're going to say, hey, news guy, if you're done writing your news, I want to talk to you. Why, why do everybody, when they're talking to people, change their name? Like, why is it that when we talk to babies, we go, oh, my God, that's a boot. Like, what, like, babies don't understand it. They're, they're actually looking at you like, what is wrong with you? Like, are you stupid or what? Like, why are you talking to me like I don't understand English? Oh, that is a baby. And we wonder why babies projectile vomit on people. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, so I have a question for Patrick Kane. I have a question for Evan, whatever his last name is, because I can never say the Walla Walla, Walla, Walla Washington. <laughs> is that gonna... Sure, we're going to go with that. <laughs> I'm named after a president and a state and a district. So, so Powerball is at a billion dollars. Are you going to play? I forgot about it. Yeah, I shouldn't. What? I should. I forgot about that. How do you forget about a billion dollars? You're in the news, man. It's just how that goes, you know. Yeah, get closer to the mic. You know, you know. I don't know. Come on. Billion dollars. Billion would it be? You only take home like $300 because by the time they're done killing you and mm-hmm. that special tax and the federal this and the state that and blah, blah, it's going to be rough investing $300 million that you didn't earn at all. So what about you, Evan? A billion? Yeah, I'll probably play. What do you mean? Okay, first of all, <laughs> it's a fact. I said, yeah. First of all, let me help you. This is a generational bend, right? Probably, I may, just, I should. Get all that out of your vocabulary. You either will or you will not. Will you play Evan? Yeah, I'll play. He oh, doesn't sound so convincing. Eh, eh, eh. Well, it's a matter of me remembering to get one at the gas station is what it comes down to. What about you, Patrick? Well, I mean, you live far enough away where you could stop like multiple times at home and get like tickets all over the state and just be like, boom. As soon as I say it, I'm going to be like, Evan, we were Evan, Patrick, we were on the air together. So that's that's our ticket. Amigos. Yes. Three amigos. Three amigos. All right. I don't know. I I, He's like, no, that's true. (laughs) I'm out of here and you're not getting the dime. Beat it. (laughs) 855-616-1620. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. It's a billion dollars. Are you playing? 
the Powerball. I'm going to play the Powerball. I don't expect to win. I don't gamble. I don't even know how much does it cost to play the Powerball. Well, don't don't say. Don't say. I don't want to get in trouble with the Federal Communications Commission and GKB um, gangsters. <laughs> so I don't think we'll get in trouble, but I'll I, tell I you. I'll so. tell you off the air. I, I don't think we'll get in trouble, but I, I like to not get in trouble, like really. And so I think with a billion dollars, are you going to play? Are you going to buy a ticket? I usually buy a, a quick pick and then I'm done and then I walk out and then we'll see. Because everybody that seems to have won did a quick pick. And so if two people win, it'll be a half a billion dollars. And then you'll have to rough it with like 200 and something. Oh, oh and then I'll have to invest it. And if I make $50,000 per million and I got $250 million, uh, that's a lot of enchiladas. I'm just saying. That's a lot of tacos. I'm just saying. Hey, five five six one six one six twenty. You playing the Powerball? Back to the truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 855-616-1620. So, are you playing? Talking text line, 414-403 said, yes, but I play regardless. Been playing the same numbers for 20 years, 20 plus years. So, (laughs) I'm going to ask you what everybody else asked me. How's that working out for you? I mean, I'm just saying. It's a billion dollars. This is like the fourth highest. And so if you invest a million dollars and you get a 5% return, that's pretty conservative, 5%, right? If you can do 5%. Stock market, any 10 or 11 and let me see. Ibbotson has it at about every every 10 or 11. Well, since 9-11, it kind of messed up the curve. But roughly every 10 or 11 years, you can get about a 9 to 10% return, right, on average S&P 500. So you, you should be able to. But if I can get just a 5% return per million, right? So 5% of a million is $50,000. And because it's passive income, my tax is only 15%, right, because it's investment income. But if I have, I don't know, 250 million, 50,000 times 250 is a whopping $12.5 million a year. That if I got a conservative 5% return a year. So I could, I could, I could work with that. Get me a 5% return minimum every year after fees. So that means you got to return somewhere in the seven. Maybe 8%. I don't know if they take that much in terms of having something like a home office or something like that. But you'd have to get a home office because you, there's no way. You, you, you'd have to have somebody. Your job is to make sure my money made money every day. So, billion dollars. First thing I would do when I found out I won, what would be the first thing you would do? 855-616-1620. I have an idea of what it is I would do. If I won 
a billion dollars. Right? If I want 250 million after tax. But what would you do? Because that's an amount of money where you're in the nosebleed seats, right? You know, you're in the nosebleed seats because you bought the stadium, right? So it's yours. You can sit where you want to sit. But $12.5 million a year, you pay 15% in tax, and then you just rock it. You know what I'm saying? You pay your state tax, and then you rock it. So for about 20 22%, let's just say for giggles, 25%, which is nowhere near what you'd pay. You're, you're looking pretty good. You're looking pretty good. And then you set it up where it's ongoing and it's it, 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 it becomes generational wealth, right? 855-616-1620. I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, you would do more with that than me because I got so much I would want to do if I won and took home $300 million. $300 million. That's what I'm talking about. That will change literally everyone in your family for the rest of their lives. That if you just gave away 100, if you gave people a million dollars, they could generate $50,000 and use that 50 to invest and double and triple it. But I don't think I'd give my family a lot of money, though. They'd have to work for me, and then I'd pay them. But just giving people money, I don't think that would fly. I don't. Talking text line says, classic video is the news reporter asking the dude what he would do with the winnings for a previous high jackpot. And he said, cocaine and prostitutes. And, you know, the bad part about it is you got to take the cash because if you take the payments and you die early, family stops getting paid. So it's better just to cash out. And I think it's better for, you know, the lottery people to just give you the money. Okay, see you later. Goodbye. We don't have to make payments and all that. It annuitize it. Let you do that. Let you pay for that. That's just me. That's just me. But before we go to break, and I think we got a break coming up, but, but before we go to break, what I would do if I won, the first thing I would do is, one, buy a house the next day in a gated community with security. And then I would assign security to all of my family members that are my, that are my immediate family members. And that way, everybody's safe. Because y'all know we got some knuckleheads out here that will definitely try to, um, let's just say, make you disappear for a ransom. Because I figure if you'll do it for a computer, you'll, you'll probably do it for a person too. That's the first thing I would do. 855-616-1620. What would you do if you want a million, a billion dollars? A bill with a B, a billion dollars. Hmm. I know one thing. I wouldn't be sitting here. This is the truth on WTMJ.
You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Yeah, like he said. 855-616-1620 is the number. Peter said, I would buy a charter jet membership so I could travel on my terms from whatever and wherever without airport and TSA inconvenience. Actually, that's not true. So you still have to go through customs. You still have to go through TSA. You still got to do all that stuff when you get on a plane. You just go through a private place, right? But they have TSA there. Like if you were going to take a trip from Milwaukee to Mexico on a private jet, you would have to go through TSA, which is at your like private jet hangar, and you'd have to go through and then go. So you're not getting around that, player. You, you're not going to just – yeah, that's, that's not going to work. Nice try, though. Nice try. <laughs> but I've never won anything uh, via lottery ticket, so I doubt I'll get the opportunity. Well, if you keep doubting, hey, what's the old saying? If you think you can and if you think you can't, you're right. So I would say keep it up. And how much is a lottery ticket? Tell, tell, tell me in my ear. How, how much is a lottery Okay, I, I I could do that. I might even take ten bucks with me. Hey, hey, can I? Okay, because all I got to do is win X amount of numbers, and I could possibly win a million dollars, right? And take home like a half. So I'm okay with that. I mean, I'll have to rough it. You only get five million dollars, sir. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh. I didn't win a billion. I only won five million. Okay. And then invest that five after tax. Live off the fat. And then you take it. This is what I would do because I'm not a financial guy, guru, license, all that. I would put mine in a in a in a vehicle that will make me money ad nauseum. And my children and my grandchildren which I don't have, by the way, waiting. And um, yeah. And then my great-grandchildren will put my picture. Maybe my great-great-grandchildren, because I might be alive when my great-grandchildren are born. But when my great-great-grandchildren are born, I probably won't be alive. And then I'll, they'll put my picture on the wall and go, thanks, great-granddad. Or should I say, great-great-granddad. You say you, you your voice changes when you talk about people. And, and, and they'll, they'll thank me because we will have created generational wealth which I think is a lost art. I think people are just into working every day and going to work and just surviving. And they're just some positive numbers. And in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about some of those positive numbers that have permeated, especially the African-American community, even though there's some issues with pay differential and there's some reasons for the pay differential, but, but nonetheless, it's still there. And so I think when, when mindsets change and when um, those things – do we have another break before 8 o'clock? Okay. Um, when, when, when mindsets change and when um, how we look at the world changes. And, and I guess because of all this, let me, let me find the name of it. I've been reading a book, and it is one of the most fascinating books I have ever read in my entire life. 
And the name of the book is Applied Economics by Thomas Sowell. Now, if you know who Thomas Sowell is, Thomas Sowell is one of the preeminent economists of our time. And so I, I think I think it's important to take a step back with all the crap that's going on in the world and all the issues that are going on in the world and figure out how you can really make it. But then there's some other things I want to talk about in terms of minimum wage and why I think we should not have a $15 minimum wage. And I don't think it's the same reason that you think. And and I'm going to tie that to crime and tie that to things that are going on in our communities, all communities, and figure out that you can trace that back to economics. That there's certain statistics that we overlook and we pretend aren't there. And we compare things and make things look worse than they really are. And so in the eight o'clock hour, I want to kind of unpack that. And I want to, I want to hear what it is you have to say about it, what your thoughts are and how we can, um, how we can make everybody win. Cause I think we can 331.9 million people in America. If everybody was a millionaire, that's only 331.9 million. Right. But we could have like, what is that? Somebody fighting? <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. I'm going to go take a break. And when, and when we come back, well, let me put it like this. If I don't come back. No, I'm not going to say what just came to my mind. Call Evan. 855-616-1620. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. 855-616-1620. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I, I, think, I think there are some economic things that we need to take into account. Um, first thing to take into account is simply the amount of money that people make in the minimum wage is 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 having a, a deleterious effect on our kids. It's having a negative effect on our kids. And in the eight o'clock hour after the news, I, I wanna I wanna dive into the minimum wage and how that affects um kids throughout the country. And so we 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 feel good about living wage, but I think we missed something in that process. Not, not, not that it's, it's a Republican or Democrat thing. I think that's part of the issue, that whole gap we create with um, politics. People need to understand that there are, there are other reasons why we um, – need the minimum wage to be 
in that $7, $8 range instead of $15. And so I think when we argue from one point of view and when we argue from, from one um, point, it, 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 it causes us to look at it with rose-colored glasses. And so when we process through um, things financial, politically, it, 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 it causes us to really, really create a gap in relation to how we think other people should live and other people should spend their money. Um, I've heard people say that everybody's guaranteed a place to live. Well, no, they're not. I think they're guaranteed a safe place. But then again, I kind of argue that. And so I, I guess I agree with that. But what I don't agree with is everybody is, I, I think, guaranteed a livable wage or guaranteed income. I have a problem with that. And the reason I have a problem with it, we'll talk about in the eight o'clock hour. And so it, it's, 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 I think it all comes together with money. And that's been the argument, the problem, the issues between races, genders, jobs, um, everything. It always comes down to money. (laughs) That is weird, like the banging, right? And so it's, it's it's really odd because when I talk about the minimum wage in the 8 o'clock hour, it's, it's going to, I believe it'll give you some insight that you may have heard already, but I think you may not have heard already. And a, and a take that might kind of make you think. Because I don't want to be a thought leader. I want to be a thought provoker. I want to make you go, oh, I agree or, oh, I disagree, but then say, you know, here's why. 855-616-1620 is the number you're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. When you come back, the news with Patrick Kane.